You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Good evening, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to No Credentials Required. Happy no, no credentials required Friday happy hour presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Before I continue, just want to let you know about our social media handles, which you can find right down below here: Twitter and Instagram at Belly Up NCR, Facebook.com forward slash Belly Up Sports NCR. Let me just adjust the light here. Ooh, that's bright. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> That's better. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash belly up sports NCR and YouTube. Just search no credentials required. Hit the hit the subscribe button. Hit the notifications button. That way, you know when the Friday happy hour goes live or when there's a when there's a clip from the episode that is up on YouTube. So before we get into everything, just want to first bring up. Just want to first bring a, bring a couple things. One thing I want to bring up is a giveaway we're doing with Godzilla Media. And the one thing we're doing with Godzilla Media is that we are giving away a gift card. We're giving away a gift card to Paisan's Pizza, which is located in, which has several locations in Albany, the Albany area. And I just want to bring up the contest rules. So if you're into 
and this is a way you can also help us out, help, the, help out with the program. So let me go ahead and share what we're doing. So we're giving away some, we're giving away a gift certificate to Paisan's Pizza. So here's what you need to do. You need to subscribe to the podcast side. This will, this, and this, this edition will be on the podcast side. Subscribe, rate, and and or review. Tag both No Credentials Required and Paisan's Pizza with your screen capture by September 17th. That's the cutoff. And that's it. You're entered. You're entered into, into the contest. And just want to give you a caveat to that. Just because you're outside of the Albany, New York area, that's okay. Don't fret because Paisan's Pizza, they ship nationwide on goldbelly.com. And goldbelly.com is uh, not a sponsor of ours. But again, Goldbelly, if you want to be a sponsor, let us know. <laughs> so go to our go to the, the Twitter handle, which is again at bellyupncr, facebook.com forward slash bellyupsportsncr. You can go ahead, you can find the you can reply with your screen capture that you've give us a rating and, and subscribed to the podcast and you're automatically entered. It's as simple as that. So let's dig into the beer of the week. And I have a feeling that tag along is just about to join us. Ooh, I also got a new chair. It's a gaming chair. It's pretty cool. Hi, bud. All right. So let me go ahead and dig into our beer of the week. Which is Slate Town Brewing Living La Vida Loca Mexican Lager. Hi, bud. See, here's Tagalong. <laughs> Joined us just in time for the program. And I would I went and visited Slate Town Brewing yesterday. Sorry for the, my my cat's butt here. Um, so I uh, I have the week off from work, so I wanted to visit this brewery. I've been wanting to visit this brewery for quite a long time. It's in it's in Granville. It's about an hour's drive away from me. Uh, here in uh, the Saratoga area, and I said to get drive. They didn't open till five, so I figured, all right, let's drive over and check these guys. Check this uh, brewery out. So I was greeted by a couple of the uh, employees that were there. I uh, had a snack, got myself a flight, and also got a uh, got a uh, hard cider as well because they make their own cider as well. Because they also make their own cider, uh, in addition to the brewery. So, uh, so I got myself a four pack of beers before I left. And this is their can. So, shout out to the good folks at Slate Town Brewing Company in Granville, which is right across from the. I think it's right next to the Vermont border, if I'm not mistaken. So, I uh, was doing one of the uh, bartenders was telling me that they got a lot of traffic from people who are going to the lakes in Vermont. So, let's dig into the weekend. Got my laptop a little bit. Oh, sorry for the shaking. As tag along, he's bored. Now he's leaving. All right. Got my co-host here. My other co-host. Let's give us some pour. All right. So it's nice and light. Nice light brewing. Uh, brew, uh, nice light brew. It's a Mexican lager. It's got a little bit of lime in it. Very light tasting from what the sample I had, but I'm going to drink it here tonight. So, folks, to the weekend, we made it. Short weeks. Short weeks always kind of suck, but thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. 
Here's to the weekend. Cheers. Cheers, folks. Uh, pour the rest of this out for the rest of the segment. All right. So before we continue, we move on to the uh, meat and potatoes of this episode. We have a quick word from our sponsor for Godzilla Media, because, again, we're we're associated with both Build Up Sports and Godzilla Media in the 518 area. And this week's sponsor is Johnstone Supply. Fall's officially here, and that means changes may be coming to your home. Does your furnace need to be replaced or are you looking for an upgrade to your heating system? Johnstone Supply in, in Troy can make sure your home is heated properly for this colder weather on the way. And if you looked outside, folks, if you notice the temperatures up here in the 518, fall's coming. Fall may be actually here. <laughs> a family-owned and operated business, Johnstone Supply in Troy has been helping upstate New York residents for decades. Visit their store on 6th Ave in Troy for more information on how they can help you this fall. Whether it's finding the proper change for your filters or making sure your home is heated properly for the new weather, Johnstone Supply and Troy staff can help you answer any questions you might have. From George to Tom and many more of the staff, any many more of the staff is looking to seeing you. Follow them on Facebook or call them today at 518-272-5922, Johnstone Supply in Troy. And they also have a website, which is johnstonesupply.com. So for your HVAC needs, and again, no credentials required. Godzilla Media, we thank you for your sponsorship. All right, so let's get into the meat of the episode. And the first thing I want to do is talk about 9-11. Uh, 9-11, uh, the very infamous event that we here in the United States memorialize every year and have done for the last, for the last 19 years. It's coming up on 20 years. Uh, since that infamous day, a very sad day in our history, when terrorists attacked uh, the World Trade Center, uh, brought down the towers. They also attacked the Pentagon, and also they were about to hit the White House, but thankfully some some rugby players, or a guy, well, one of the guys who's a rugby player, uh, he took over the plane, they crashed into the they got into the cockpit and they brought the train, bought the plane down in and uh, over some of the field in Pennsylvania. So a very sad day in history. And I just want to bring up some memories from from that day. And people always ask, where were you on 9-11? And I got, uh, if you want to comment in the comment section, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or on Periscope's, Periscope's Twitter, go ahead in the comment section and let me know where you were. Uh, how old you were, where were you when you heard the news? So I'll tell you, and I'll tell you my story. And my story is that I was working in, uh, I was working in IT at the time. I was a, what's called a computer operator. What I would do is basically maintain the systems that we had. I worked at LexisNexis, Matthew Bender, uh, down in Albany. We had an office in New York City as well as uh, San Francisco. And we were also a, uh, we're also a globally owned company. So we had offices in Singapore and London and all over the, basically all over the world. So listen to Howard Stern. And the crazy thing is, I was listening to Howard Stern and he was talking about how he, uh, he missed out on an opportunity to score with Pamela Anderson. This is back in my, in my days where I was just a kind of a, kind of a, kind of a uncivilized, but uncivilized uh, fiend, <laughs> I guess you could say. 
and I had, I had earned my degree, my associate's degree, uh, in, 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 in August. And I actually taken a trip to to Washington D.C. to visit some friends uh, a few weeks before. So, listening to Howard Stern, there's breaking news of a plane crashing into one of the World Trade Center towers, and they figured, all right, it's just a small plane, not a big deal. It's it's not it's a, it's a small accident. You know, these things, well, these things hadn't happened, um, but I figured it was a small plane and just kind of got. You know, kind of misdirected, and they uh, crashed in the World Trade Center. Well, a few minutes later, here comes plane number two crashing the other tower, and it's, and all of a sudden you're just like, wow, something, something's amiss, something is amiss, and uh, just listening to to Stern. Stern stayed on the air, and to his credit, he 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 kept people sane. <laughs> well, not people sane. He kept bringing the news, and because his offices were. When he was at K Rock, he was down uh, downtown near the near the near the towers, and kept getting news of people jumping out of buildings, trying to save themselves, trying to get out of the towers, and then they brought the footage up of an actual like a Boeing seven thirty seven, both of them crashing into each World Trade Center tower. And that's when you kind of knew things were getting, it was getting real. It was getting real. So kept listening on and they kept the cops, the NYPD, FDNY going down, make sure people can get out of the towers, can make people can get as far away as the towers as possible. Then close to two hours later, the towers come crashing down. Pentagon gets hit. It's like, God, what's going on? Then we heard of a fourth plane and all the planes had been, and all, at that time, the FAA said, get planes, no matter where you are, find an airport and land. President Bush gets informed. He's up in the sky afterwards trying to command. He was, at, he was at, I think, no, he was at, no, he was in an elementary school in, in Nebraska. And he had heard the news at the, about the trade, about the World Trade Center and the planes crashing. Let me share mine. Yep. I'm on. Okay. So then, Stern's on the air. He continues. They got crazy cabby who is indeed crazy. Uh, he's going nuts saying, we're going to go to war. We're going to go to, uh, we're going to, we're going to be uh, in war. And just the news just kept piling on and piling on. You hear about people jumping from the hundred and 115th floor and bodies everywhere. Blood in the blood in the streets, people trying to, Get out of the tower. Um, and eventually the towers crash, and 30 over 33 people, 3,300 people lost their lives between the towers and the Pentagon and the plane crash in in uh in Pennsylvania. So, what happened after that? You know, coming home, we were all let go that day, we all left at noon. I remember talking to my boss and he says, are you, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's just rough day. Cause we had, again, we had offices in New York city. We were wondering how people were doing down there. My mom worked at blue cross blue shield at the time. And they actually have, we had an office in the world trade center and a few people. And I think, I think 10 or 15 employees lost their lives that day. And one guy, it's a tale of one guy trying to help out his handicapped, his handicapped employee, 
and uh, who's in handicapped uh Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner co-worker and then unfortunately didn't make it but is it you just hear about these stories again and again the ticking i suppose we have the new t- news ticker now folks on cnn and fox and, and and msnbc any news station we have any major news station we have now on cable you wonder why is it always t- uh, there's always a ticker that's the reason why 9-11 brought about the news tick the everlasting news ticker and after that I just felt the need to to do something. I was, pardon me if I get personal here, but I was re- reconnecting with my faith. And like I said, I was kind of an uncivilized buffoon, knucklehead. I was a knuckleheaded 24-year-old guy um, trying to find out what he could do to help out. Because I live in upstate New York. New York City, for all the... Uh, all the complaints we make about New York City, all the things we pull, especially politically up here in the state, up here in upstate, for as much as we complain about New York City, they're still our neighbor. New York City, the New York people, folks in New York City, residents in New York City, they're still our neighbor. And what do you do in times like this? You help your neighbor. So Tuesday, went back to work, still listening to the news, still listening to the sad just a sad tales coming out of it. The voicemail messages left on people's answering machines about how they were never going to see their loved ones again. Yeah, I remember, actually, I also remember my my cousin worked in the towers, and thankfully he was late to work that day and never made it into the towers. I remember my dad trying to get a hold of him too because he was frantic, frantically trying to get a hold of him, but all the cell towers were busy. All the cell towers were down. They're all busy because people are trying to reach there, trying to call out or call in to see if their loved ones were okay. Thankfully, my cousin didn't, like I said, he didn't go to work. He was late that day to work, of course. Typical McCarthy. <laughs> but um, but continuing on, and I listened, listening to the radio stations, listening to, I think Jeff Levesque was on. My, my buddy Jeff Levesque from another Godzilla media uh, contributor. I think he was, I think he was at um, the edge 104, 104, five and 1035 and 104, 1039. Um, it was at the edge that were a alternative station at the time. Now um, one's an alternative and one's a soft rock station, but, but back in the day they had the edge on two different signals for because they were two different they were coming from two different towers two different stations so if i remember correctly levac was the switchboard operator during stern at that time and if levac if you're watching or if you're listening leave a comment just let me know if you were but i remember him and some of the other djs from that radio station talking about how he could help and as as somebody who was coming back to the faith coming back to you know, I was raised in the I was raised in the church, 
got away from the church for about five years between going back to school, starting a job, playing football on Sundays. I wasn't in church. I wasn't active in church. I was actually away from the church. But at that time, I was starting to go to the church I go to now. And I connected with a small group, small group of not similar. I was older than them, but similar aged people. Like I said, a little bit older than them at the time, but yeah, I, I was I was like, what am I going to do? So Tuesday, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Wednesday, I was going to go to Bible study. We we're going to talk about it, but I was going to go to that small group study. I didn't go. I didn't go because I felt the need to do something. I damn near emptied my savings account trying to figure out ways to help. I had bought as many bottles of water as I could. I bought socks. I bought anything that they needed that I could buy. I bought. And they had a giving station. And I just I said, I got stuff in my trunk. I got stuff in my trunk. I got stuff in my back seat. Come and get it. Come and get it. And remember just helping out people load stuff into this big old truck where we're gonna they were gonna be there was gonna be driving down to New York City and trying to again just feeling the need to help. And as a believer, you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And and pardon me if I get real a little bit religious <laughs> for a moment. Um but it wasn't so much a crisis of faith. It wasn't a crisis of faith at the time. It was, but it was, it was putting my faith in action. You know, we talk about words. We talk about in the Bible. It talks about words and deeds. Now you put them. To, you don't have. You can't be. Se- you can't separate your words and your deeds. You have to put them in action together. So, I took it upon myself as part of my faith to buy stuff, donate stuff, give to the Red Cross make sure people got money. And like I said, there's just something, something stirred, it's stirred in your soul because it talks in the Bible about loving God, loving your neighbor in New York city. Like I said, as much as of pain they are politically, they're still our neighbor. You're still New Yorkers. You're still New Yorkers. We were united in this front and nine 11. You always talk about those events that change you. 9-11 changed me. I think 9-11 changed a lot of people around my age, uh, especially my, you know, especially who were single, who were, who wanted to find ways to help, who wanted to be helpful, not hurtful. And 9-11 did that for me. 9-11 was a, was a turning point in my life because it helped me get closer to my faith, helped me help reconnect with my faith and helped me put, let me put things and put my faith into action. And it's kind of snowballed since <laughs> uh, in a way. And that I can reconnect with my faith. I started volunteering more. Um, a few years later, I became a chaplain for, 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 a, a, for a hockey team, for a pair of hockey teams and a baseball team during the summer. I, yeah, I just, it's an, it just nine eleven changed my life in a, in a good in a good way. I mean, it's a tragic day. It was a very tragic day, and I think tragedies bring out the the tragedies can bring out the best in people, and it brought the best in me. And 
I'm hoping, hopefully it stays. It's been staying that way. Um, especially now, politi- I mean, we're so polarized in this country. It's, it, but for that one moment in time, for like a week, <laughs> for literally a week, we were united. And talk about the people who are who are kind of the, the 60s or like, yeah, we deserve this because we have air bases all around the world. And it's like, shush, shush. Can we just can we just be united for just just being united? And I decide that from that moment, on, I was just like, you know, I want to be a better person. I want to be I want to be a better family member for my family. I remember my brother, my sister-in-law announcing that my nephew was coming that uh, the, a month later. And. Yeah, it, it just got me. That was one other, another thing that kind of um, brought the impetus to be a better a better man. And these things change my these things change your life. They change my life for the better. And I wish we could. I w- I hope someday that the United States will, will. It won't take a crisis like this. It won't take a moment like this, a tragedy, to help us realize that we can be better neighbors to each other. Uh, I guess this is, you call this my moment of wisdom for the week as we try to do, <laughs> as I try to do on a, on a unhappy hour, but there's, there's, there's always, and I hope we don't have to have another tragedy to, to get this, to get us to, to, to snap out of this polarization that we currently have between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated and, and our politicians scolding us and trying to be our better, the experts trying to, uh, trying to scold us. Let's just be better neighbors to each other. Let's use these moments and let's use this moment. And I'm hoping that somebody out there is watching all one of you who are watching right now <laughs> to just be better people. Just be, let's just be better neighbors to each other. No matter what our political inclination is, no matter what our, our social status is be let's be Americans. None of this hyphenated American stuff. Let's just be Americans. Let's be good. Let's be good to each other. Be kind to one another. Help each other out. See a neighbor who needs some help with something. Help them out. Let's be better. Let's just be better people. And I'm just a voice in the wilderness somewhere on on the, on the internet that you're watching or you're listening to. If you're listening to uh, Unhinged Radio or you're listening to uh, the podcast edition of this, but it's time to. It's we just I, I, we need to get back to that. We need to be get back to being better neighbors to each other. It shouldn't take a tragedy to do it. It shouldn't take a pandemic to do it. We should be we should have been doing this all along. Whether you're in the church or not part of a church and you just want to be a better human being, that's great too. Let's just let's bond. Let's get together. Let's talk about how we can be better neighbors to each other. Let's let's volunteer. Let's clean an old lady's yard or buy groceries for for the homeless or give blankets out to the homeless. My, my friend last week, I remember memorialized my friend, Mark, uh, Mark Vassell last week. I mentioned how he was a big advocate for the homeless in the, uh, in the Atlantic city area, trying to give blankets to homeless or when it was really cold, trying to find them shelter. Let's try to be those kind of people. Clean up a park, clean up somebody's yard, serve a meal, introduce yourself to your neighbor who you haven't talked to in, in forever. We put up these boundaries between us. We put, these, we put up these invisible boundaries boundaries between us, and it doesn't make us better people. It makes us worse. So that's my challenge. Let's be better people. Let's be 
let's be motivated to do good things. And the Bible also says, spur each other on towards good deeds. Good deeds, not bad deeds. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to the sports side of things. Now, I've kind of gotten off my soapbox a little bit on this subject, but let's talk about some of the news of the week. And one of the big news of the week was Brian Kelly and his social his social media execution. I put that in quotes. And I'll tell you why in just a second. So Monday night, Notre Dame beats Florida State by a hair in overtime. And the sideline reporter for ESPN says to Brian Kelly, the coach of Notre Dame, says, hey, you know, what do you think of your team's performance tonight? Are there things that you could improve? And what Brian Kelly did was that he he went to he tried to do his try to repeat this old joke about about his team's execution and how he wanted to execute them. It was an old joke from nineteen the nineteen seventy six season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it was John McKay, who for many years was coach of USC. Put, he he had tons of success at USC, won a couple of national championships, and then all of a sudden he goes to Tampa Bay for his first pro job, and the team is over. The team literally, literally went 0-14 that year. They didn't win a game until, I think, week 12 of 1977 or 1977. I think it was week 12 or week 13. But somebody asked him, Somebody asked Brian Kelly. Somebody asked John McKay, "Hey, what do you think of your team's? What do you think of the execution of your offense this uh, this afternoon?" He says, "I'm all for it." It's a joke. It's a really dry joke about he want him wanted to execute his offense. All the staff members, all the personnel on his offense, because they had Steve Spurrier and a couple other quarterbacks. He couldn't couldn't figure out. They couldn't put he couldn't put points on the board, and he made a joke about executing the offense. Very funny. You look it up, do a Google search for it, look it up. And then Brian Kelly tries to repeat the same joke, even though the, the sideline reporter didn't ask him whether what he thought of his team's execution. But she asked him, well, what do you think of your team's performance tonight? And he says, yeah, I'm, you know, I've been talking about the execution of our offense. I'm, I'm all for it. And it's like, oh, what an awkward joke. <laughs> awkward joke. Super awkward. And then as soon as people heard that, we run on social media, especially Twitter. Twitter is like, Twitter's the, I mean, I try to make Twitter a better place, but Twitter is a dumpster fire up top on top of a tire fire on top of a train wreck sometimes because people are just. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Axonix therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonix therapy is not another drug. 
It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about, and it can give you real, lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. People are just awful on Twitter and social media these days. And it's just, it's just, they say, they go to social media, they say he's in favor of killing his players and he's in favor of executing his players. Does he know half the team is such a certain, such a, such a demographic? It's like, Whoa. So here's one of the lessons we learned about social media in this whole thing with this whole awkward joke, poorly timed joke is that social media is going to react how social media is going to react. And usually it's an overreaction. Now, if you're if you're like me and you're old enough to understand the joke, <laughs> you got the joke poorly as poor, de- poor delivery, but you understood the joke. But if you don't understand the joke, there's no reason to get excited. Just go back and do a Google search. I, I, I posted this on my Twitter account the next day. I said I, I may I actually typed in Chip Kelly's name instead of Brian Kelly. I said, if you're all you people who are clutching your pearls today about what Brian Kelly said, do a Google search for John McKay execution, 1976 Buccaneers. Then go put your phone down, smile and enjoy the rest of your day. So that's my take on it. Oh, we got craft root sports chiming in. Brian Kelly should get blowback for butchering the joke, not the joke itself. Yes, I agree. The joke was poorly timed. It was not poorly timed, but it was poorly <sighs> executed. Waka waka. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Brian Kelly made a bad joke. There's no reason to roast him on social media. No reason to call for his job. And that's one of the things about social media too that we need to calm our our calm our calm ourselves down. Just not, no reason to get excited about. Social media should be something fun, but when we try to call for people's heads, we engage in this cancel culture. People call it consequence culture. No, no, because if something said on TV, there's no reason to get excited. There's no reason to. There's no reason to call for somebody's job. I mean, Brian Kelly is a great coach. He may have made a really big misstep in trying to trying to repeat an old joke when the silent reporter didn't bother asking him it's a bad joke it's a bad joke leave him alone he didn't and it's funny is that it's like he didn't realize he had made the joke until somebody said in the press conference said oh you know somebody's uh my social media's all going crazy because you made a joke about executing your players he said really that joke (laughs) yep that joke all right moving on so again folks just because somebody makes a joke on social media doesn't mean you have to get all riled up. You want to put him on a pillory and carry him out of town on a log. Just put your phone down. Enjoy the day. Enjoy your lives. All right, we're moving on. We're moving on to a new documentary. Uh, the Players Tribune has been releasing these documentaries. You're trying to do a uh, trying to do a thirty for thirty style. And Netflix is trying to match uh, ESPN. 
ESPN's 30 for 30s with uh, uh, they, they partnered with the Players Tribune. They're releasing these sports documentaries over the last couple of weeks, and they uh, they had released the first edition, which was the Malice at the Palace. Great documentary. I highly recommend it. I think the last the week before the week afterwards, they 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 uh, they released Christy Martin, who was the female boxer who was world champion, and about her ex husband, how she st- how basically he almost killed her. Um, I think I knew about that story on, I think E60. They had that, but this week, God bless America. This week on Netflix from the Players Tribune was Untold Crimes and Penalties, and here's the situation. So, the primary subject of this documentary was the Danbury Trashers of the United Hockey League. And I remember this like it was yesterday because I used to go to games up at the Glens Falls Civic Center uh, before the Adirondack Ice Hawks and the Adirondack Frostbite. Um, the Ice Hawks were around for a couple of seasons before it was Barry Melrose and Steve Levy bought the team together and they renamed them the Frostbite. They rebranded them to the Frostbite. I actually have a Frostbite jersey. I also have an Ice Hawks jersey. And the chief rival at that time were the Danbury Trashers. And just give me the synopsis of the story. It's a crazy story. The primary owner of the team was part of the mafia. It was part of this crime family in New York City. Uh, What they did was they built a, they intimidated uh, the trash companies around his area of, which was basically Western Connecticut, Western, Westchester, Westchester and Putnam counties, New York, and basically shook, shake them, shook them down to, make them give their business up. So the only game in town for trash is kind of like the Sopranos in a way. Uh, so yeah, I remember this team. They were the, they were the, they were the bad boys of, of hockey. They signed a bunch of guys who they wanted to reflect basically the ownership of the team with rough and tumble guys, rough and tumble personalities on the ice. They would, it would fight you. I remember Brad Wingfield. This is Brad Wingfield, who was part of the Elmira Jackals. They he signed with Elmira, and the first three seconds of the first game fight. The, the, <laughs> the owner of the team had given had given had called the I think the equipment manager, given the cell phone to Brad Wingfield. that says, "All right, at the drop of the puck, you're going to fight." So he did. I mean, it was all these crazy. Um, stories. Well, they could tell <laughs> that they were allowed that the players and the and the uh, and the Galantes, the Galante family was was allowed to tell. Obviously, there's probably a lot of black tape in there, a lot of redacted stuff that we didn't get to see. Um, but they told the story of the whole franchise and that they're paying players under the table, and there's a lot of uh, um, bonuses <laughs> that were uh, under the table that didn't get reported on their taxes and. The team was successful. The team was successful. I remember going to a game in Danbury in, I believe it was October, November of 2005. And I brought, I'd worn my, I, uh, I, I wore a hoodie and underneath that hoodie was my Adirondack frostbite Jersey. And my friend who had family down in Danbury, they were season ticket holders. Uh, they, 
we got to sit with them. And as soon as the frostbite scored the first goal, I jumped up. I took off my hoodie. I started dancing around like, yeah, go frostbite. I got booed naturally. But it was fun. It was a fun atmosphere. Dan Bear was a fun team to watch. I'll be a little bit uh, dirty at times, but but go if you if you have a Netflix subscription, go and watch the documentary. Go and watch the go and watch the thing. Go watch the documentary. It's a fun documentary. It's actually some pretty touching parts. Some fans were pretty affected by. It. I remember when Danbury folded operations. The the frostbite also folded operations because this was primarily a Midwest league. So a lot of teams are based in the Midwest and Danbury was basically Danbury and Elmira were the only regional rivals Adirondack had. And when Danbury folded, Adirondack folded and then Elmira folded after that. So, and eventually the league would, would fold. And I think some teams went to the ECHL and the other teams went to the, uh, to other lower minor leagues, but it's worth the watch. It's worth a watch, so go ahead and watch it. If you've got some time this weekend between college football and NFL football, go watch the documentary. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break for the belly-up side. Here's a word from Manscaped. What's going on, sports fans? This is Dan made of the MD's Fantasy Football Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about Manscaped, where they want to let you know that the summer is here, but are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your dad bod or six-pack with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas, so join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for a hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY today. All right, thanks to Manscaped, thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring Belly Up Sports. And we're going to move on to our last segment, which is my NFL Week 1 picks. And it was a the fun night last night, open NFL opener between Tampa and Dallas. I thought Tampa Bay was going to run away with it at one point. Uh, they had a big lead in the first at the end of the first half, and Dallas came back. They went up only only 10 points scored by the Buccaneers after that. So the one touchdown, and then Phil Gold to go ahead with two seconds left. Um, great game. Great game, fun game to watch. But we got to make some picks, and I've got I got about ten minutes to do that. So let me go ahead and rip rip out rip off these picks for the week. So we're going to start with the Steelers and the Bills. That's a one o'clock one o'clock game. Uh, point spread is six and a, Buffalo by six and a half. Forty eight is the over under. I think uh, what happens is I think I think the Buffalo Bills win this game. Um, I don't like. I'm not going to do the. <laughs> I'm not going to do the whether or not they cover. I'm just going to cover. I'm just going to do what if they win. Uh, Buffalo's got the home crowd, full stadium at Rich State. Well, sorry, is it Rich Stadium now? There's a Buffalo Bill Stadium. I can't remember if the if the Rich <laughs> if the Rich family bought the the naming rights for the for the uh, stadium again. But um, uh, I got the Bills in this game. Uh, it's going to happen. What's going to have basically have to happen is that the Bills are going to have to Steelers are going to have to rush. Uh, Josh Allen. Uh, they have to try to frustrate him. Their defense is going to have to frustrate him. Uh, Pittsburgh does have a great defense. They always have had a pretty good defense. But 
the Bills are going to have to rush Ben Roethlisberger. Um, Roethlisberger is basically his – he's got cement shoes <laughs> at this point of his career. Uh, I think in the next, next season or two, he's going to re- eventually retire. Um, but their line is thin. They had a decent line in the, in the preseason, but against preseason. So I don't expect Roethlisberger to have a clean jersey at the end of this game. I think Josh Allen is MVP candidate again. I think he'll he'll uh, he'll leave right where he le- he'll he'll be back right where he left off at the end of last year, and he's he'll he'll pass at least two touchdowns. He'll run for one. He's a big dude. I think the Bills. I think the Bills take this game. Uh, I'm going to say 28 to 17 uh, Bills. And it's a, it's a home game. It's a home game. So Buffalo is going to be loud. It's going to be fans back in the stands. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be very difficult for the Steelers to try to generate some offense and you know, a lot of, or a whole lot of momentum. So I got the Bills in this game, 28-17. All right, next game is Seattle at Indianapolis. Seattle's favored by three. And the over-under is 49-and-a-half. Carson Wentz is going to start this game. Uh, I guess it's reported that he was going to start in this game. I guess he's his foot is feeling good enough that he can that he can start. And um, I think it's going to make a big difference. I think they'll need to get their run game going. Uh, they're going to have to get Jonathan Taylor going. He was, uh, I think, I think, I think it's going to make a difference in this game. It's going to be, it's going to be Indianapolis's running game. And he's at home again. They have fan- a lot of these teams are have fans in the stands for the first time in a very, very long time. I think they, I think remember correctly, remember correctly, Indianapolis was at 25% capacity last year. So, uh, Seattle's got to travel two time zones. Uh, sorry, three time zones. going to be Eastern times, Eastern times start. Uh, Russell Wilson's going to have a good game, but I see this being I, I see this going to the Colts. It's going to be a close game. I think the Colts will take this. Uh, they take this game 20, 24, 21. They'll uh, they'll cover, <laughs> but I, I got I got the Colts winning twenty four twenty one. All right, next game, Cardinals at Titans. Titans are favored by three. The over-under is 52. This is going to be a fun game, I think. It's going to be a high-scoring game. And I say that because of... Now, here's a fun stat that I had no idea. I had no idea. Uh, but I had no idea of until today, until I read it today on ESPN. Tennessee is 21-4-1 and in the regular season since Ryan Tannehill joined the Titans. That's a crazy stat. <laughs> I said, that's a, that's a very crazy stat. And, but I, but I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think Derek Henry's going to have a, have a fantastic game, have a hundred yards over a hundred yards of rushing. I think uh, Tannehill will throw one touchdown to AJ Brown and one touchdown to Julio Jones. Um, I, the Cardinals will keep up. will keep things very interesting. Kyler Murray, AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, that offense. I still think that the Cardinals need a running back. Um, but I got the I got the Titans win this game 35 31. 
It's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be very up and down. I think uh, the Titans pull it off at the end. Chargers at L.A. Chargers at the Washington Red Team. Washington's favored by one and point spread 44 and a half. I think the Chargers are going to surprise. I, I, I mentioned last week in my NFL preview that I think the Chargers have enough to win the AFC West. And this is where the journey begins. Now they're going to have to have, they're going to have to protect Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert was sacked 32 times last year. Uh, Washington has arguably the best defensive line in all of football with Chase Young and Montez Sweat. The edges is going to have a heck of a day. It's going to be a heck of a day. Um, the Chargers have a new line. They have a starter in Rashawn Slater, who is judged as one of the best tackles in the draft. Um, this is going to be a defense. It's going to be a defensive. I think it's going to be a defensive uh, struggle. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I think the Chargers will take this game twenty to seventeen. It's going to be a very close game. Be a low scoring game, but I think the Chargers have just enough on offense and to to take this game to get a road win. All right, Vikings at Bengals. Vikings are favored by three, and the over under is 47. Joe Burrow coming back after basically having his leg turned inside out last year. Vikings got to figure it out on offense, and this is where they start. I think this is the game they start figuring out the offense a little bit. Dalvin Cook is going to get a healthy amount of carries. Kirk Cousins will do just enough not to screw it up. And the Vikings defense is much is way better than the Bengals defense. I think the Vikings will get at least three sacks on Burrow because the Bengals are the Bengals and they don't have, they their offensive lines meh. So I got the Vikings in this game. I got the Vikings in this game 31-17. 49ers at Lions. Moving on. 49ers at Lions. San Francisco's favored by seven and a half. 44 and a half point. 44 and a half is the over-under. Take the Niners. Take the Niners. Because <laughs> it's the Lions. <laughs> it's the same old Lions. And the Niners bringing back a bunch of guys who they who the 49ers were the walking wounded last year. Nick Bosa goes out and Nick Bo and their two best defensive players on the line blow out their knees at MetLife Stadium and back to back plays. And that affected the rest of their season. Jimmy Garoppolo, he had and he busted his ankle that the same day. So it's gonna be a I think the I think the like I think the 49ers make their way back to playoff status. And I'm gonna say the Niners take this game 34-13. Cause I, I'm not a believer in the Lions. Sorry to anyone who any Lions fans who are watching out there or listening, but I think the Niners are gonna head back to their to their get back to their their uh the place where they were a couple of years ago. All right, Eagles at Falcons. Atlanta's favored by three. 48 and a half over the over-under. The beginning of the Arthur Smith era in Atlanta. Atlanta's going to have a fun offense. I mentioned this last week, but I think Atlanta's going to have a fun offense this year. 
uh, with the addition of um, Kyle Pitts. Sorry, I I knew his name was Kyle. I just I lost it. I apologize. Kyle Pitts, guys, three and a half beers over under Ryan drink Sunday. Mm. I'm gonna say two. <laughs> I have a birthday. I have a. I have a I haven't meant to go to on Saturday, on Sunday. <laughs> um, but going back, uh, Kyle Pitts is going to make the Atlanta offense fun. Arthur Smith's going to inject a, a lot of his offensive philosophy into this offense, which kind of, which was good last year, but their defense was kind of eh, over. <laughs> oh gosh. So, um, but yeah, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, uh, they need some help at running back. But Kyle Pitts is going to make this offense fun. Uh, I think the Eagles will steal one. Now, I think the Eagles are going to have a stroll last year. Uh, they going to stroll this year with first-year coach Nick Sirianni and with Jalen Hurts getting a fl- his first full season, getting his feet wet. But I think I think the Eagles take this one. I think the Eagles t- steal this one. They'll. Uh, I think the Eagles will take this game 28-27. Next is my New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. It's the old versus the new. Sam Donald getting the start in Carolina. Zach Wilson getting the start. He's the guy who replaced Donald in at New York. My New York Jets. Um, this is going to be an interesting matchup to see what Sam Donald does against the Jets secondary, which is I think this I think there's it's their biggest weak point. Uh, their biggest weakness is on that defense is the secondary. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. Though. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention Carolina's favored by four over under is 44. But the other interesting thing is that with the New York Jets defensive line, how they stack up against the the uh, interior line of the Carolina Panthers, the offensive line. I think the big defense difference will be having Christian McCaffrey back. Uh, Sam Donald has McCaffrey in his backfield. He's got reliable. He's got reliable running back in his backfield. He's got reliable receivers. He can get for some protection. Um, I think it hurts my heart to say this, but I think the Panthers take this game. I think the Panthers win twenty-eight to twenty-four. Jets will score some touchdowns. Zach Wilson goes th- goes through some growing pains because the Panthers' defense is better than what people think they are. I'm thinking the Panthers. Jaguars at Texans. It's the America's worst sorry game of the week. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville's favored by three. It's a 45 and a half, uh, 45 and a half over under. Uh, I'm going to say Jaguars take this one. And it's not going to be close. I think the Jaguars are going to blow the Texans out of the water on the way to 0 17. <laughs> On the road to 0 17, it starts here against Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville beats. I think Urban Meyer gets his first win as an NFL coach. I'm going to take the Jet, the Jaguars, 38 to 13. We're getting the late afternoon games: Browns at Chiefs, 4:25 start. Kansas City is favored by five and a half, 54 and a half point. Uh, 54 and a half is the over under. I think the Browns are going to open up. I think the Browns are going to be have the upset of the week. I'm going to say Browns. Browns win this game 27-24. Um, based on their defensive line, I think they're going to give Mahomes some trouble. I think they watched some of that game film from the Super Bowl. 
and they've found some weaknesses in the offensive line of the Chiefs, and they're going to exploit them. And their their secondary is good enough. I know it's going to be <laughs> going to be a tough time covering Tyreek Hill, but um, but I think the Browns will will play smash mouth football. They'll control the football with their run game, and I'm going to I'm going to say in this uh, playoff rematch, I'm going to say Browns twenty seven, Chiefs twenty four. Packers at Saints, 425, who's in Jacksonville because New Orleans does not have power right now. Uh, prayers out to anyone in Jacksonville who's affected by the last hurricane. I got to speed things up because we're almost coming out of the, the part of the uh, hour's end. Um, I'm taking the Saints. Uh, Green Bay's favored by three and a half, 49 and a half points, 49 and a half over under. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to say the Packers take this game. It'll be a close game. I'm going to say Packers win by six. Uh, 31, I'm going to say 30 to 24. Dolphins at Patriots. New England's favored by three over unders 43 and a half. Battle of two Alabama alums, Tua versus Mac. I think the Dolphins walk away from Gillette with a win. Uh, I think the Dolphins will, we're going to see Mac Jones actually face a defense, a first team defense this year. I think he's going to struggle. And I think the Dolphins have enough on defense to do that. Uh, Brian Flores is the designer of that defense. Uh, so he was a defensive coach with, with the Patriots. I think uh, Dolphins will be a low-scoring game here, too. I think Dolphins take it 20 to twenty to 13. Broncos at Giants. 425 start. Denver's favored by three. 41 and a half over under. This is going to be another one of those we're sorry games. We're sorry America games of the week. Uh, if you're in the New York area or you're in Denver area, you're going to watch this game. Or you're going to go, what is going on with these teams? This is going to be another low scoring game. I think the Giants walk away with this win. I'm going to have the Giants 21-16 over the Broncos. Night game. Bears at Rams. I got the Rams. Uh, Rams are favored by seven and a half with a 46 and a half over under. I'm taking the Rams just based on what they can do on defense. They're going to absolutely decimate Andy Dalton. We might see Justin Fields in this game very, very early. Um, Aaron Donald, best defensive player in the league. Uh, you got him on your side. You're going to win some games. Your defense is going to be great. Rams secondary is on point. I got the Rams in a walk, 35-14. And finally, the Monday night game, Ravens at Raiders. Baltimore's favored by four, 50-point over under. I'll take the Ravens. Take the Ravens. Now, the fun thing is, the, the fun fact is, Derek Carr is 4-2 and two as, a start, as a starting quarterback on Monday night. And the Raiders traditionally do well on Monday night. But this is a new era. I don't trust the Raiders. I'm going to say Ravens take this game 34-14. Sorry, sorry, Vegas. So, all right. So that's my NFL picks. Don't take my word for it. We'll see what happens on Sunday. All right, we're coming close to the end of the show. So I want to thank you all for joining me on No Credentials Required Friday Happy Hour. Again, we're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Check out our socials. Don't forget the contest going on. Rate and or review post the proof on either the Facebook page or on Twitter tag, both our show and Python's pizza. You will be entered automatically to win. Get those in by this coming 
Get those in by next Friday, the 17th. So you have seven days to enter, to rate and enter. So again, go to our social media pages, Twitter and Instagram, at BellyUpNCR, Facebook.com, BellyUpSportsNCR, and on YouTube, just do no search required. Just do no search for no credentials required. In the meantime, I'm going to get out of here. There's plenty of football to watch, both on the college side and CFL side tonight. NFL on Sunday. Cheers to the fallen on this very solemn weekend. Remember the fallen. Cheers, everyone. Have a great weekend. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.